Eat, sleep, movie, repeat, repeat. A podcast on all things movies with Brent Harbour and industry insider Ross Churchhouse. G'day, Ross. G'day, Brett. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you. Hey, listen, we need to start off with by doing a big shout out for Tiki Tane, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, Tiki Tane's been travelling around the countryside doing his one man show and showing us his film, which was called In Concert with the CSO, which is a 2021 concert that he did with the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra. He was up at Cafe Cinemas at Kirikiri and he came in and what a gentleman, what an absolute gentleman. He popped in, he spent time with the crowd at the start of the film, he spent a great deal of time with the crowd after the film and we had a massive group of people there, young people, old people and it was a fantastic night and I really look forward to doing that again soon. And we also had that replicated down at the Lido Cinema in Hamilton a couple of uh, couple of weeks ago and he is just absolute gem so um, shout out to Tiki thank you very much for coming now we need to get to our predictions because you and I just don't seem to get this right this was for uproar where we you know we have a guess of what's going to be at the box office in New Zealand for the uh, opening few days and I put 980,000 and what did you put Brent we don't really need to go there do we 1.1 million (laughs) it was 1.1 million yes it was yeah I look I'll be ever hopeful yeah um and I think it was there's a real problem in the cinema industry right now and that is that everybody's focused on other things you know we've got an election coming up there's problems in the middle east there's all these things that are taking away from people's you know spend christmas is coming and sadly the film only made three hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars in its first week however that film is excellent and more kiwis need to get out and see it Uh, if you haven't seen uproar and obviously a lot a lot of people have you need to get out and support Kiwi Made and support Julian Dennison and support you know, Reese Darby because that film is excellent. Yeah, I do need to see it. I mean, the reason that I do this podcast and you do this podcast is because we love movies. And I've seen two in the last week. I've seen The Creator and A Haunting in Venice. What do you think of The Haunting in Venice? I jumped quite a few times in it. You know, I'm not a fan of things that make me jump and make me scared. I really enjoyed it. I've seen the first Poirot movie, but I haven't seen the Death on the Nile. And so my wife said, I really want to go see this one. So we went along to the movies. She didn't enjoy it as much as the other ones, but I visually, again, the acting, everything, I thought it was filmed beautifully and I would really recommend to go out and see it for sure. Yeah, look, I think uh, this weekend, um, if you post the election or even during the election, or maybe that's how you celebrate the election, um, go and watch a movie. I think it's great. Uh, the creator, I really want to see that what, what were your thoughts on the creator well i'm a big fan of gareth edwards because of rogue one a star wars film now this film is kind of part star wars part blade runner part the golden child remember that eddie murphy movie absolutely oh, i know how much you love star wars so visually it is absolutely incredible you know how you go to movies that have cgi and sometimes you go hmm. you will not do that in the creator it is absolutely visually beautiful and it took me a while to think about the story. I, at the end of the movie, I wasn't quite sure how I felt about it. I enjoyed it. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to go back and see it a second time because I think you need to see it a couple of times. And it's really relevant. It's all about AI and, you know, taking over the world and wars and all sorts of things. But with the AI, it's not what you expected. I'll just say that. I won't give too much away, but you definitely need to go see 
the creator. Yeah, look, I need to up my movie game and get out and see it. I actually tried to watch it all last week and just never found the time, which was, was frustrating. Anyway, well, we've got the election this week, and I guess speaking of elections, we have to question uh, what's going to happen this coming week at the cinema, because obviously my question is how many people are going to vote for Taylor Swift concert film this weekend? Well, if Taylor Swift was you know, doing election campaigns, whoever she was doing it for would win with the Swifty party, for sure. Absolutely. I read something the other day that said if, if Taylor Swift ran for president, she would win, which I think would be really interesting. But um, yeah, apparently um, recently she got on her Instagram page with her 273 million Instagram followers, which, which you know, pales in comparison to the five or ten people who are currently listening. But that's not the point. She said, hey, look, you guys need to register to vote. And that apparently led to directly leading to 35,000 more people signing up to vote in the American election. So this is the power of Taylor Swift. You know, she tells her, her people to go and do something and they go and do it. Well, we'll say it. Go out and vote, please. We'll see how that works. Yeah, good luck for, for whoever wins. You know, yay our team. Whoever they made me. Exactly. So the, with the movie, it's going to be great, isn't it? Yeah, look, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour concert, uh, opens on the 13th of October. 13 is Taylor's lucky number. And it was recorded on the first of the six nights that she played at the SoFi Stadium in California back in August. It runs for two hours and 45 minutes. And obviously, Taylor wasn't coming to New Zealand and a lot of her fans were disappointed. So this is a great opportunity for her fans to go out to the movies this weekend and go and see the film. So, you know, grab your friendship bracelets and go and check out Taylor Swift this weekend. Now, you've been playing River of Freedom. Yeah, we have. It's really interesting, actually. This is a Kiwi documentary, for those of you who haven't heard of it. The documentary is basically the story of the New Zealand occupation of the Parliament grounds back in February and March of 2022. There are some people who um, are on both sides of this argument who are, are quite frustrated. Now, for a lot of people who don't understand how a cinema works, we actually, for a lot of cinemas, we rebook a lot of stuff very far in advance. So... You know, being able to pivot and change sometimes can be quite difficult if we've already pre-committed to something, you know, whether it's a festival or something. So we were at a position where we noticed that we didn't take the film initially and it, and it played in, across New Zealand. And the response from the industry was that, you know, a lot of cinemas were being abused online because they didn't take the film. We experienced that as well. And then reciprocally, those cinemas that did take the film were being abused for taking the film. Now, you know, we're not a political party. We're not affiliated with anybody. So um, we took a very pragmatic approach and we just said, look, we were going to try and wait and see how things go. And then hopefully after the holidays, you know, because we'd already pre-committed, we'll look at playing it. So, of course, we managed to find some space and put it on screen. And the, the film has, you know, it's got some um, supporters again. And those supporters are coming out for it. But I, I guess at the end of the day... It's a bit of a no-win situation for the cinema industry. You know, for those who play it, you, you get hassled, and for those who don't, you're not in the business of, of politics. So we're just playing a film that's been made, whether or not you agree with the subject matter. And we had the same initial reaction as well with Sound of Freedom, which we played earlier this year. It must be something to do with the name Freedom. You know, next thing you know, the Freedom Furniture people will be able to be getting hammered. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, well, hey, at least you played it. I mean, no one can say that you didn't. And it's the abuse is not needed. It really isn't. It's just ridiculous. And I know from behind the scenes, some of the things that you have copped has been absolutely disgusting. So all I say is to the keyboard warriors is just calm your farm. All right? Calm your farm. Yeah, it's probably the best thing they can do. Um, and I guess that, uh, you know, again, that... 
it, it bears saying that, you know, unless you actually know how this industry works, it's pretty hard for us to just swing on a dime and give people what they think they deserve when they think they deserve it. So we'll always do our best. But hey, look, you know, maybe just um, send us a nice message and we'll be sweet. And I guess that's the thing. We've got this great big festival coming in starting on the 19th. I believe it is, of October, which is the British and Irish Film Festival. Yeah, lots of films playing in this one, isn't there? Yeah, now we, we talked about this last week on our podcast and we sort of hunted about it, and um, there are some amazing films coming up. 17, 18 films, it's across two weeks, there's plenty of opportunity. Some of the films, some of the real key films, we are only allowed to show twice. And that includes One Life with Sir Anthony Hopkins and The Great Escaper with Sir Michael Caine. So tickets for those are limited to two sessions over the two weeks. And so tickets will be limited. They will probably sell out. There's also a movie called Golda starring uh, Dame Helen Mirren. So you've got all the sirs and a dame in those movies. But I'd like to talk about three smaller films that we can talk about um, that are coming out, which I think need, need to mention as well. Film number one is called Greatest Days. Okay, this is a story, it's musical, it's a comedy, and it's English, obviously, and it's set to the songs of British boy band Take That. Now, it was um, basically adapted from a stage play, written by the guy who wrote Calendar Girls, and it's about these five best friends who have the night of their lives seeing their favourite boy band in concert. They go and see Take That, it's, it's incredible. 25 years later, they've obviously grown up and their lives have changed, and they basically reunite to go and see Take That Again, and um, hilarity ensues. But the film is 104 minutes long, it's got some offensive language, it's rated M, a couple of sexual references, but it is a musical comedy, so if that's kind of the genre that you enjoy, thoroughly recommend going and checking out Greatest Days. Wicked Little Letters is the next one, it's the official selection for the Toronto Film Festival. It's basically about hundreds of obscene letters that mysteriously blight the picturesque seaside town of Littlehampton and it's basically up to some foul-mouthed ladies in this little British town to exonerate the innocent person and catch the real culprit who's actually spreading these letters. It's kind of like the social media of its time. It's it's sort of a period film and this movie stars Olivia Colman who is just such a huge Oscar winner and Timothy Spall from various uh, British things including Harry Potter. And it's a comedy mystery, and again, it's M, it's a little bit of offensive language, a little bit of nudity, and it's 102 minutes long, so it's about the same as the um, as the Greatest Days film. What about Rosie and Frank? So, Rosie and Frank. Basically, Rosie is a woman who her husband, Frank, has died, and she's very, very isolated, and she's very, very deep in grief, and she hasn't really managed to solve her problems in life. And then one day, this dog turns up on her doorstep. And the dog seems to make her life better. But then she starts starts noticing things about the dog that uh, remind her a lot of her husband. And she quickly realizes that her dog is actually the reincarnation of her husband because he likes to sit in the armchair of, and he likes to eat steak and he likes watching sport on TV. So, of course, her son thinks that him, his mother's lost her mind and the local community start thinking that it must be Frank. Frank's back. And so it's a good little comedy, little drama. It's a nice short film at 84 minutes long. And so um, the question is, is Rosie going to be happy with the future 
with her dog as her husband. So I guess we'll see. That sounds really good. So you, have you sold a few tickets for the festival? Yeah, absolutely. Look, the ticket sales for the festival are always interesting. There are people who just absolutely love these festival films and they don't come in and buy one ticket. They come in and buy four tickets because they want to take their friends and then they also buy those four tickets for six or eight films. And we've definitely seen that uptick. Still plenty of seats available. The early adopters of was gone out there and bought, but we do have plenty of seats available for the British and Irish Film Festival. It's playing at Lido Cinema, playing at Cathay Cinema, and it's playing at other cinemas around the country as well. So just look out for the British and Irish Film Festival online, and you should be able to find a cinema near you that's playing it. You've got a few movies to watch, haven't you, in the meantime? Yeah, I definitely do, and I'm going to try and see a couple because um, the, one of the biggest problems in this industry is you've constantly got films coming in, and you're watching trailers and, and reading synopses and, and opinions and stuff, and sometimes when you go and see a movie, you feel like you've already seen it. But I'm definitely going to get out and watch a couple of films this weekend. Okay, so we need a prediction for the end of the podcast as normal? Yeah, absolutely. You uh, enter the podcast. We always do a prediction on what we think the uh, box office is going to be. And based on my last number, I'm going to defer to something different. So we're going to have an election-themed prediction. Oh, crikey. Okay. The election-themed prediction is this. Do you think that Boysenberry Chopped Up Ice Cream will be our top seller this weekend? Or do you think Vanilla will continue to its supreme dominance as the people's favourite? So which, uh, which party of ice cream do you really fall into? What do you reckon? Does vanilla really sell a lot? Vanilla's the people's champion. Absolutely can't be. Like the rock of ice cream. <laughs> no way. Right, I'm going to go for boysenberry <laughs> then because vanilla is just boring. Oh, look, I- I'm going to stick with vanilla, but I will be able to give you a precise number of sales next week. I'll let you know what we do. Oh, that'd be good. Okay, so I'm going boysenberry, you're going vanilla. Absolutely. That's awful, but never mind. We'll see what happens <laughs> in the next podcast episode. Thanks for listening to Eat, Sleep, Movie. Repeat. Repeat. A movie podcast available at Buzzsprout, Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.